0: Don't just be a part of the industry. Redefine it.
1: Visit cpfcoaching.com for more information. Discover the leader within. Contact CPF Coaching LLC today and schedule your strategic session. Hey, LinkedIn security peeps. I am here with Charles Carvanja at our live version of Breaking into Cybersecurity on LinkedIn Live. I hope everyone can see us and hear us well. Charles, say hi to everyone.
2: Hi, everyone.
1: So this is super exciting for me and for Chris, too, who unfortunately couldn't be here. But um, the reason why this is so exciting is because Charles was our very first guest on the Breaking into Cybersecurity podcast, which was September of 2018. September 20. Yeah, I think. Yes. 2018. Right. So yeah. almost gosh, 18 months ago, you were yeah. our very first guest. Yeah. And you were phenomenal. Some of the things that you talked about at the time was um being going through the process of actually breaking into cybersecurity. Yeah. It was such a struggle. I mean, one of the takeaways was that you had applied to I think it was over 200 jobs. Yes. That was the case, right? Yeah, sure. And um, you're in Cambridge, and you applied to all these positions, and you had gone on so many interviews. And it resonated with so many people, because there were so many folks at the time trying to break into the industry and trying to figure out how to get that done. So yeah. can you talk to us about what you know, what it was like then, how it is now, what what you've been up to over the past year, over a year? Um, Because at the time you were really brand new to the industry, you had been in, I think you had been in your role about three months?
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So tell us about that.
2: Firstly, let me say thanks, Renee, and um, I know Chris in absentia, you guys have done a great job just listening to all the various people who come on the podcast. It's been great just hearing their stories and just seeing the line, the similarities between so many of us of how it's not easy getting in it's a beautiful place we, we see all the headlines saying there's a shortage but getting in seems to be a bit of a challenge um just a recap of what i said that time basically in 2017 decided um let me get into this industry i'd always wanted to get in but couldn't get in um, due to many other factors and 2017 basically sat down did my certifications a plus network plus security plus and um, certified ethical hacker and once I did them, um, I started looking for a job. And so from October 2017, just kept sending and looking for everything. I applied for any kind of job. I, I mean, I, I sent my CV to anything, anything that had cybersecurity in it, whether it was a stock assistant or a CISO. Anybody who would answer me, I just, I just wanted to break in. And and when you don't really know much, you're just gonna try and knock every door. And okay one thing I kept learning and I kept speaking to myself is just persist, just keep persisting at this. You're gonna you're gonna knock on a door and there's a door that's gonna open for you. And um suddenly one day um I, I was actually out um in Kenya and um my phone rang and um there I was I was being called by um Telefonica whom I work with and they wanted to have a word with me to see if I'd be able to come and take up a role and we had a telephone interview. While I was still out there. I came back from my holiday, um, had a face to face, and started working with them in July, um, 2018. And so far, it's been a great experience.
1: That's been, that's amazing. I mean yeah. one of the one of the things that kept coming across um, with you in particular was how persistent you are, and how um, at the time. You really talked about one of the things that I think resonated with a lot, a lot of people is when you talked about the fact that you had over 200 applications that you have put in. Um, and you just kept persisting and kept persisting. And now, you know, you're in the industry now. You've been here over a year. Um, so to recap, you know that's how it went. How many interviews? I remember, I remember talking about doing two hundred applications, but how many interviews
2: did you actually go on at the time? Yeah, I didn't go on very many interviews face to face. That is, I had like, I had like over fifty of telephone interviews. Over fifty telephone interviews, but you never, really, but you're never wow. really going anywhere. Um, one of the things that really made me persist is the fact that. And one recruiter was really like, there's absolutely no way you can get a job in cybersecurity. You've got no IT experience, absolutely no IT experience. And and he kept telling me, you, you're doing this the wrong way around. And I kept telling him, listen, there is a market for me. There is a place that I'm going to be able to make a difference. And the day I got the job, somehow he just called me. And I told him, guess what, mate? You, you kept telling me I'll never get in. I'm going to be working in this place. And he... He actually was one of the first guys just calling me and just telling me, Charles, I want you to come and live in London. And when you do come, just come, I want to buy you a cup of coffee and just listen to your story because your persistence has opened the door for you. We don't, you're not, it's not normal. And for me, I looked and I kept saying, no, don't put people in in just a box that this is the only way it's going to work. Let people be able to knock on doors and be able to see because, if you keep saying that it's only people with IT experience who can be able to be in cybersecurity, you're gonna miss on a lot of perspective. Yeah. You need people who are gonna come from outside who don't know jack nothing and are learning everything. And then the simple questions they're gonna ask, they're gonna trigger questions that somebody who's a professional who's been there for long is gonna be saying, hold on, I wasn't seeing this, but because they've come with a new perspective. It's something that's going to make you start asking questions and start thinking differently about policies, about everything that's going on. And right. so I work in a sock It's been great for me. It's been an experience just learning and asking my, my super noob questions, just asking, why are we doing this? Why is this? And just getting the simple explanation. It's helped me also grow. Um, yeah. Within the three years, between 2017 and now, I haven't really done any certs apart from one. Um, Last year, I took on an e Junior Penetration Testing certification because I wanted just to get some uh, skills on penetration testing. And just looking to see, this year, I've got big plans for certifications because my computer certifications are expiring, so I need to get reading, need to get doing. But at the same time, also, and you may have noticed on my profile that basically I put, I'm playing with a Raspberry Pi because I want to change the conversations also that I have. I just don't want a conversation with the recruiter, with hiring me, me, that they're going to be looking and asking me, oh, Charles, um, so tell us about this education. I want to have a conversation about my project with the Raspberry Pi. I want to be able to change the perspective and look at the scenario and somebody can look and think, wow, look at this guy, this guy just came in and now he's playing with the Raspberry Pi. Maybe he's a good fit for us. And it's just to have fun. And also more importantly for myself, for me to be able to learn. I just I just want to get learning. There's a lot to learn in this industry. There's a lot to learn about what's going on. Sometimes I look and I think, wow, where do I even begin with all that there is to learn? But slowly by slowly, taking baby steps, we're growing.
1: Right. So some of the things that you touched on just now is so, um, I think, relevant for so many people. So the, the, the first part of it was around this recruiter who kept telling you that, like, it's not going to happen for you. And my mom used to always say, persistence seldom fails. If you true. want something and you go after it, eventually, <laughs> eventually you're going to get it. That's true. So, so to, to hear this, you know, to hear you say it, it's just so... Um, I think inspiring for so many people. And I think that's why when you were our first guest, it resonated with so many people because, you know, you went out there, you applied so many times. Although I, I still think that it's ridiculous that you have to do that. Um, and then this same recruiter turns back around and says, Hey, let me take you off for coffee because now you have a job. You have the, you finally broken, in. You have this experience and, or you're getting the experience. And he knows as soon as you get that one break, then, you know, it skyrockets from there, right? So um, that's so inspiring for people just so they they realize like, hey, this is what I had to do. Don't feel bad when you apply 50 times and you don't get something. Although I personally think it's ridiculous that a person has to go through all of that when they have the credentials um, and they could, you know, trying to get an entry-level position. It shouldn't be that difficult, but, you know, it is what it is right now. So Charles, you said you right now you're in the sock, and yes. you touched on um, some of the things that you're doing at in the sock. And I know I don't want to get too in depth, or you know you don't have to give away a whole ton of information. But explain to someone what it's like. You know, you first got there. You said you were a sponge; you wanted to learn and grow. Talk to us about what it's been like. Like you know, your first day, your first couple weeks. Getting those legs under you, being able to get to the point where you're now pretty proficient, I would expect after a couple years, <laughs> and likely looking to the so. awesome next thing. So, talk to us about that.
2: Um, I mean, I, I work for a great organization, Telefonica. We, um, um, and in the SOC. and it, it, a stock is a real wonderful place to start start of your career in cybersecurity. So- a it helps you to learn a lot of things and a lot of things that are going on and you get to see a lot of things. You get to learn, you're not just looking at events, you're not just looking at logs. It helps you understand um, why an alert is coming, why it helps you to see what's the power of a seam. what, what what's exactly is in a security event incident management system, what exactly is it doing it. Um, before joining the uh, before joining everything, I kept seeing people talking about Splunk, Splunk, Splunk. Now while working, at least I can see, I know what exactly is going on with Splunk and and, and all the logs being swung in there. Um, fishing is something that's big at the moment. And many socks here in the UK are now beginning to deal with fishing. So that's something also that we're getting to deal with, I think, last year really. Um, that was really one of the skills that really my manager and, and I'm so grateful for the team around that they've been very helpful um to make sure that each and every one of us is learning. Um and I mean we 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 all we all decided to be sponges. It doesn't matter how experienced you've been in IT. I, I work in a team of people who've got various levels of experience in IT, but we all are determined on one thing. We would rather be a sponge and seek for information so that we are all constantly learning. Nobody comes in to work with an attitude of I know it all. We are constantly sharpening one another because there's something new you're going to hear from somebody else and that helps you grow. Um, and when you have that humility to understand that, hey, I've got something to learn from you, I've got something to learn from you. You're going to be willing to grow and you're going to push yourself to make sure that you're looking for all the information it is now. When I started off working at Telefonica, um, my first four weeks, basically, first month was working days, just getting used to the system, meeting the different people in the shop and everything. Because then, after some time, after the first month, I then went into the shift system. And we have a lovely system, basically. Um, Most places do four days, four days out. We don't have that kind of a thing. Uh, We have a different system, which ends up giving me at least a week off but we do quite a number of hours Um, and we enjoy ourselves. And getting into the shift was really the hard part. (laughs) I think the the easy part was passing certified ethical hacker. Um, Getting into the shift system was really the tough part because then I remember like the first time I had a Monday to Friday night shift and I was like, oh wow, this is gonna be crazy. And the first night I was feeling it, I was like, oh, God, how come my body, what's my body feeling like? And I'm trying to stay awake. I'm trying to look and observe at everything and all that. But after some time, got there, go working and got used to it. Now my body knows exactly when the shift button is there. It knows where exactly we are. It's gotten used to that. That is a tough part. Um, and then just getting to know that sometimes you're not going to meet many people. Uh, the other thing with the sock I've got into love is silence. Because at night it can be very quiet when we're mm-hmm. just a few of us. And and just to admire and love silence. Because when you're used to working just during the day, you, you, you get used to a lot of noise. And then suddenly when you're working at night, when you don't have many people, um, it helps you just, uh, just appreciate nature and life in a different way. A sock is an interesting place. I, I would... I would encourage anybody who's trying to get into cybersecurity look for a role in a SOC. Try and get into a SOC. Try and get in um, into that place, and it will it will really teach you a lot of things about cybersecurity. You get to see a lot of things happening. I'm also in a SOC that's maturing, um, and I'm looking forward to what this year has. I know we've got great plans and things that we've heard about um, that are being planned that are coming onto the SOC um so it's about learning also so i've got lots of things to do this year i've got cloud stuff to learn um and just so that i can be able to keep up pace with what's going to be happening in the sock and really keep pace with what's happening in the rest of the world also yeah. right mm.
1: i agree with you i think a sock is one of those places where you learn so much so quickly yeah and it's kind of the heartbeat of what's happening Insecurity, right? So it's where all of it's the threats, where everything is coming in, and you're seeing it all first. Um, and the people, the stock analysts, that first that first tier, you know, second tier, and then up the chain of tiers is where that's where you see everything kind of coming in.
2: That's true.
1: So being in that role where you really have, you really can. Under fully understand what's going on from a a cybersecurity perspective is definitely a really great entry-level role Um, because you get to see so much and you get to touch so much so quickly.
2: That's very true. And I'd I'd advise anybody who's um, looking and getting into this and you're getting into a SOC role, if if you get into a SOC role, make sure you are ready and willing to learn that you can be able to get to speak to your manager and just Ask them. Just ask them questions. Maybe it's quiet. They no no There's nothing to do. Ask questions. Look to see what you can learn. Ask your manager. Okay, now it's quiet. What do you do as a manager? What, what is it that's different between what I do and what you do? And those kind of questions that have uh, made me enjoy what I'm doing because I've, I I went into the soccer with a uh, whole desire of like Charles, make this make this a big thing. Make this something so big that. If somebody presses anything in you and you begin to talk about the sock, you will, you they will look and they will see that you did learn a lot. Yeah. And I mean, there many times I sit with my manager, just asking, "Okay, yeah, what's this? What's this? Okay, what about this? I was reading about this, um, about this from another sock because he, he's worked in a different sock also. Um, how come we don't do that? How what do you what do you think about this? And just learning and just learning different things. And we're in an industry that's. It, it's, it's evolving so fast. I mean, there's so many things happening, so many new systems coming up, somebody's developing something new somewhere, somebody's thinking of something. You you have to be on your toes constantly to think, how can I learn this? What can I learn about this? If you stay where you are the day you walk into the SOC, you think I've got this job in cybersecurity, the knowledge I have is all that's gonna keep me, in a short while you will discover that you've been left behind. Yeah. You're no use to that organization. So it's important for you to put yourself at that place where you're constantly looking to see what can I learn? What do I know?
1: That's such great advice. To your point, this industry is so changes so fast. Things yeah. that things that you learned six months ago, you know, it's already evolved. And mm-hmm. if a person that's excellent advice, if a person is a stagnant type of person that doesn't want to learn and grow and kind of jump into whatever's new and next and be curious, um, they just won't make it because you'll you'll get left in the dust.
2: I mean, one of the things I've learned is that certifications don't teach you everything. When you get into the job, you will ask yourself a few questions. (laughs) It's not the it's not the answers that you gave in your certifications to get that big right. certification that follows your name. It's, you're going to need to now start thinking, really yeah. thinking outside the box. When you get a phishing email and you have to investigate it, you have to triage it, you have to look into it, you have to find out has anybody clicked on it. There's absolutely no security class certification, that's going to give you anything. You just have to use the knowledge. Okay, this is what I've done. This is what I know. If somebody clicks on this, this is where it's going to go. This is why it's bad. This is what's wrong with it and everything. And just being able to analyze it, just know the tools that are out there. So I I feel in cybersecurity, there's skills that you develop that are outside certifications, and they are so, so important. So what skills
1: the, would you say those are you you made such i mean there's such good points what, what skills and then i have a couple comments
2: your, your soft skills are one mm-hmm. because you, I, I mean <laughs> if i receive a phishing email basically and i need to investigate it i need to find out exactly if the person click on it and if i see them if they click on it and it's something that might affect somebody it's important for you to start thinking, okay, I need to talk to this person. I'm not going to start berating them. Why did you click on it? No, I need to be able to just come to that place and talk to them and let them know, hey, we, this has happened. You've told us that you received this email. How do we deal with it? So soft skills are the number one thing that I believe that somebody develops in a SOC. You yeah. can't be taught that in a certification.
1: That's
2: life teaching The skills also of being able to investigate. You will sit in front of a sim and you'll receive an alarm. This happened. Your ability to look outside and to think, okay, where could this be coming from? And Googling, your Google phone needs to be at the top of the range in cybersecurity. You need to be able to Google. I mean, if something comes in, I may not understand the kind of log it is. Let me look and see what exactly, what's this? What's Nagios? What, what's this talking about? What exactly is it meant to do and read about it, find it and then go back, find the team that's responsible for it and ask them, why are we saying this? What exactly is going on? So again, soft skills to be able to speak to other teams in the whole industry, whoever is involved in this. It, it, it may be somebody in the network, it may be somebody in cloud, it may be somebody in a different area. Just get to speak to them and tell them, hey, this is what we're receiving be able to relay the information to them and ask questions outside the box that will make them look and think, hey, something is wrong. What's happening? Is it it somebody who's made a mistake? Is it a script that's running, that shouldn't be running? Has something gone off that shouldn't be going off? Mm -hmm. Those are some of the skills that I feel, basically, that you're not going to be talking a certification. Right. You're going to pick them up as you walk.
1: And I think that... There's so many communication. When you talk about soft skills, communication skills, which is something that Chris Roberts brought up. He was another one of our very first guests. Yeah. Um, And he talks about communication skills because they're so key. And one of the points that you made just now in regards to, you know, someone clicks on a phishing email and they don't, they have no idea what they did. They, They don't know that this is, This is wrong, or this is weird, or you shouldn't have opened it, or you shouldn't have replied to it. They may not be as savvy as the folks inside of security. I mean, it I I get phishing emails every single day. And some of them I'm still like, gosh, that looks so good. Like that look like Microsoft. It looks so official. And you know, we're all we're human beings, like we're going to have hiccups and mess ups and, you know, we're multitasking or you're moving and you're doing different things and oops, you click on this thing. And for someone to just come down on you even further and, you know, make you feel like you're stupid or what have you, it's just ridiculous. So for you to to, to bring that point up, I think a lot of people think about the technical aspect and the technical skills, which, which are definitely key, but the communication skills and the way, you know, people are treated and those soft skills are such a big component and i'm so happy that you brought that to the table because i think people forget about that you think you can just be you know a bull in a china shop and just go raging through <laughs> and you know i'm security and this is what you have to do it <laughs> just it doesn't work like that
2: it doesn't work like that
1: at all and then you
2: it's never people are that people.
1: Done. You know, getting approval for, for, especially as you go up the chain and you have to get like financial approval for things, and you want your special, you want your projects to be pushed through. You have to get consensus across the board. If it's a large organization, you know, consensus around what tools to bring in and what have you. And that's only going to come through really, really good communication skills.
2: I think you need to always remember people are people. Always remember that, um, just like you've said, you're gonna need people somewhere along the line. And and I think it's so important that you understand that whatever you're doing, that you are that you allow people to be people. Just treat them as people. Treat them. Speak to somebody the way you'd want them to speak to you. And you will discover that you will get so much mileage with people. You'll be able to do so much. And that just it, it, it's something that for me has just made me realize that this is so much bigger and so important that your soft skills are so important to the technical skills and just getting everything going. Yeah, it's
1: so true. Humans are humans, right?
2: Yeah. Um, humans are
1: humans. <laughs> and nobody wants to be talked down to. Nobody wants to be made of like, you know, yeah. to feel like they're a fool. Um, So, I know you said you didn't get any certifications yet, but you're working on some, you know, upcoming. What's next for you? Like, what do you, you've gotten this great experience, you know, where do you see yourself in the next year? We do another one of these uh, reunions next year. (laughs) Where do you see yourself going um, in the Um, interview? One
2: of the things last year um, I had somebody saying is um, actually in the podcast is that interviewing is good. And I wondered, what do you mean interviewing is good? You've already got a job, Charles. Why are you bothered with anything like that? And I realized, no, interviewing is good because it helps you see what are other people thinking, what's going on out there in the market and everything else. And last year I had the opportunity of just sitting down and talking with a, um, a recruiter who were looking to hire uh, a senior security analyst. I mean, when I looked at the job description, I couldn't even scrape anything. On it i was just like okay i think the only thing that I would say is i've worked in a sock full stop <laughs> everything else after that i didn't come anywhere near so that gave me a target to start thinking charles don't be yourself and just start limiting yourself to working only in the sock start thinking of how you can go upwards Start thinking of how you can go forward so this year i've got some loads of studying to do um loads of studying to do i've got um a CISP exam to see it, and then i've got a um CYSA exam also um here to, to do. Um once with that also I've got a Raspberry Pi that I'm gonna be training with. Um I do basically want to set up a a network at home. Just put that up and just write up, do it start doing write-ups basically. Um I want to change my conversations. If anybody calls me it's not um if anybody was to call me, even if I was to apply for a role within my organization where I'm currently I want to change the conversation from, okay, chances. we know you as an employee. I want to bring something to the desk that somebody will look and say, oh, wow, this is outside the mix of what we would be having to. So the Raspberry Pi will also give me skills that I basically will not develop just at the job. Um, just the research I've been doing this week as I've been trying to look and see, okay, I want to set this up, I want to set this up. I've got a new Raspberry Pi four. most of the write ups I can see are for Raspberry Pi 2 <laughs> so I'm just like okay um, this is it many of them are using Python um 2.7 which is no no more it's now mostly Python 3 so it's just about looking this thing and saying okay I need to learn this um I'm also looking at learning Python this year so I can add it to my um, skill set and just say that at least I have an understanding. I have an understanding of the loops, the variables that Python deals with and be able to just write simple scripts. That's what I'll be looking for this year. So next year we meet, you might meet somewhere else, maybe. Um, yeah. Let me not scare my manager. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we'll see how we're going. the company. Sorry? A
1: good, a good manager, a good leader. Would just move you around within the company.
2: Oh yeah, there's plenty of that. I mean, we're growing, we're maturing as a sock, and we're growing in different places. So they, they understand. They understand that basically this is it. The people are going to constantly be moving and constantly be growing because of how they're growing. And we are encouraged to grow, encouraged to really grow and grow and develop yourself. Because at the end of the day, I think I believe my managers will look back and say they are uh, the they are the best part of my story so far and wherever i go they'll be looking and saying charles well done
1: i agree with you i think that they will be so excited to see how far you've come and the managers the the great the best leaders they train you up and then when they move on they pull you along with them (laughs) what when you move in within the organization, you know, like, oh, this is this is kind of like the person I trained and I want to bring that person in and move them around. Um so I think that that makes a ton of sense, you know, learning Python and just growing in your role or just growing as a whole. Yeah. Another comment you made that I think um, I want to reiterate for people is that you're creating your own home lab. Yeah. And a lot of times one has to be self-directed in this in this space. And I call it self-directed learning or training. You have to be able to get up and say, I want to learn this and go and go do it. And not have a job description or some job telling you, you know, this is what you need to do or saying, Well, I don't have that experience because the job, you know, I'm not allowed to do that at my job, or that's not my role or whatever all of the leaders that I've spoken to, the people who get hired, the ones who are persistent, who are, you know, who move forward quickly, they have self-directed, they they're self-directed. They have passion about the industry. They want to learn on their own. They set up the home lab. They have things going on. They're continuously tinkering. Um, are just learning new new technologies, just learning constantly so that, the employer, or you know, your leader on your current role, or in, in the next future role, whenever that may be, sees this person didn't need to be tell, told. You know, well, you're in a sock and you can't do this, or you can't be, you can't be um, doing forensics or whatever. You set it up yourself. You did it yourself. And that's another that's another key component that I want to tell people who are trying to break in. Don't wait for someone to tell you. Don't wait for that job. Create your own experiences. You have so many free tools out here. You can literally go on YouTube. You can look back in all of the podcasts that we've done where people have talked about the different technologies that they've used and learned, and go get the free version of it and play with it so that when you do get into those interviews and you are talking to managers and leaders you know what you're talking about because you actually touched it. You did it. It's not theoretical. It's something that you did and they don't expect you to have done a ton, but you've done something. So
2: to really buttress what you're saying before I got this job, the discussion I had in my um, interview was the fact that I had a home lab. I had uh, VMs and basically I was playing around with VMs and just trying to learn different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, my now going to the Raspberry Pi, I'm just basically going to the next level. I'm just mm-hmm. no. I just don't want to discuss about having VMs. I want to now add the Raspberry Pi to my talk that at least, okay, this is the idea. This is the idea. And one of the managers is one who gave me the idea. I basically wanted to set up. Um, um, set up security onion in a VM and now and setting up a firewall all in a VM. And he said, um, why don't you get a Raspberry Pi and play around with it and get everything all together? And that's where I'm going on and just looking to see um, how can I add to myself. I'd advise anybody trying to get into this industry or anybody who's gotten in, look to see how you can grow look to see how you can add to your skills look to see who you can relate with another very important thing i'd say is go for go for networking meetings network with people go to people that you'll never be i went for a networking meeting just this week and i want, walked in i was really like wow i'm in the midst of global CISOs. i'm in the midst of head of InfoSects, head of it security directors managing directors and gave me an opportunity to ask questions hey well how can i get to where you are what do you what what's your biggest regret ask questions when you go to a networking meeting and somebody is a director of or a head of ask them questions ask them ask them questions that are going to help you grow not just as a person but also grow in this field how are you going to become an influencer if you're not going to be able to network with people who are already influencing the place one of the things i envy you guys in the states you get to do a lot of b-sides um and it's growing over here in the uk (laughs) <laughs> you, get, you get to have a lot of uh, meetups, you guys, down there. But it's also growing here, and I'm happy about the fact that it's growing in the UK and growing, especially in the, in the towns and cities outside London, where in London it's pretty normal to have many of these meetings and all that. But now it's it's growing. It's growing here in the UK. So I'm also pretty happy about that.
1: That's awesome. I think that um, we do, we have a ton of opportunity in yeah. um, in the US and but again there's tons there's opportunity for you Charles you can start up something yourself and then we can fly over there and be over there with you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'll, you, can get with there. you. we'll get with there.
1: You. I mean you're so, you, you make such good points, you know, how do you how are you an influencer how do you become an influencer? How how do you learn more? How do you grow in your field? And one of the one of the ways is becoming a fixture at the meetups at the networking events as much as you can um, and really getting in there, doing what you said, asking the questions. That's how people get to know you and that's how people you know that's how folks get their next position most most of the times I tell people over and over again when it comes to hiring, this is across the board in technology, and, and it's been noted over and over again. Applying to a job is like, ten. Per, I think 10% of people get roles that way. It's almost always networking. Somebody knows somebody, a friend of a friend. When I mean, you think about it, if you left your job tomorrow, who knows that your job is open before anyone else? Your colleagues, your boss, these people, they're going to know before it's even remotely posted. Gotcha. They're going to be saying to their, your peers, hey, Charles is leaving or you're going to tell your buddies or whatever I'm leaving. You know, you, you yourself could have a replacement. I say, I think this person will be a good fit. Your yeah. friends in there, your colleagues are going to all have potentially referrals, you know, before a job even gets posted, the people on the inside already know and are sharing it with their friends and their colleagues and whoever yeah. and saying, Hey, you know, yeah. you would be a good fit. Now, most likely, if they don't have anyone personally, it's someone they met at a networking event, some, you know, some, somebody that the manager knows from a networking event or in his prior or her prior um, you know, world where she may have worked before. But all of these things happen when you're networking and when you are active in the cybersecurity community. And if you're like me and you have three little kids and you can't get to evening networking events, <laughs> you can't get out, <laughs> then you get really active on places like LinkedIn or you know, online and then the in all the different chat places where people are very, very active online when they can't physically be somewhere all the time. So, you know, to your point, that networking is key when it comes to breaking in, staying in, getting your next role, because to your point, no one's stagnant. Everyone's looking for it. So you master one thing, you're looking to, you know, maybe not even go quote up the ladder, but you just want to get various experiences. So you might even be looking for If you, you know, you're a stock analyst, you might say, well, in this area, you know, I want to learn more about threat analytics. I want to learn more about, you know, forensics. I want to learn more about something else that might not necessarily be going quote, up as a senior, but you're just getting more real, well-rounded. Gotcha. Um, and those other opportunities come through learning from the networking events and being online and being active in the community. So Charles, I don't want to suck up our time. We're at 37 minutes at this point. We gotcha. could talk forever, as you know. Yes. What is one awesome piece of advice that you would give anyone um, trying to break in or in right now and, and looking to move around? That's a great piece of advice for them?
2: Don't give up. Keep learning. That's the second thing.
1: Don't give up and keep learning.
2: Don't give up and keep learning. Be persistent. Persistent? Keep, be, be persist at it. Persistent yeah. knocking the doors and persistent learning. I keep love
0: that. Learning.
2: Yeah, just keep learning. Just do whatever you need to do, whatever you're going to learn, whether you're going to read somebody's Twitter feed, whether you're going to read a story on Medium, on a blog or something, keep learning.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, when somebody meets you, let them listen to a new conversation that you have uh, or a new question that you have about something.
1: I love that. Keep learning. Don't stop. Stay persistent. That's true. Keep moving forward. Do not stop in this space. You can't. If you stop, you're done. <laughs> you can't. You can't even stop if you
2: wanted to. No, I mean, if you, if you no, I've, I've I've met some people who basically just are like, oh, that's it. Um, I met somebody who just who just graduated from a master's in cybersecurity, and they're like, no, nah, I'm not reading anymore. And I just was like, okay, yeah, that was early last year. They're still looking for a job, and I've been telling them like, hey, you need to do a certification, maybe, or or just keep looking, keep looking. But they give up looking. And yeah that's just it yeah so you so i told them if somebody calls you how are you going to be able to prove to anybody that at least between when you graduated and now there's something that you did different there's something that you did you're adding to your skills and they were like um okay
1: yeah
2: yeah my advice to everybody is persist, persist yeah. look in the doors keep learning don't mm-hmm. give up no matter the barriers, no matter what people are going to say, no matter the hills, no matter the valleys, no matter the mountains to climb, keep working it.
1: Charles, you sound like a preacher.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you got to talk to yourself. You don't need two hundred applications unless you're going to keep talking to yourself and saying it. You no, know? that is true. Don't keep open for me. You That's literally it. have to. You literally yeah. have to keep nobody it. climbs a tallest mountain by just flying in there. Yeah. One step at a time. So keep persistent. Keep be, be consistent in taking your steps.
1: That's great advice. Awesome advice. Well, Charles, I appreciate you coming back on here. Thank you so um, much. Folks, I hope this reunion tour is breaking into cybersecurity space, bringing back what we're doing right now is bringing back a ton of people that we've had on over the past year and a half. So you can learn, A, what they did to get in and B, what they're doing to continue to move forward. And uh, we'll be bringing bringing folks to you with more live streams, hopefully uh, a couple times a week. So thank you so much, Charles. Thank you.
2: Take care. Bye.
0: In the rapidly evolving world of cybersecurity, your business needs a guide that's as dynamic as the threats you face. CPF Coaching LLC delivers unparalleled expertise to elevate your cybersecurity startup or business